This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, July 11th, 2022. Good afternoon, and thanks for joining us for the Monday edition of the WBBM Noon Business Hour, presented by the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Rachel Pearson, filling in for Rob Hart. Shares of Twitter falling after Elon Musk said he wants to cancel his multi-million dollar takeover bid. We'll cover that in our next segment, but right now, the week ahead will include the latest look at consumer prices, a report on retail sales, plus a reading from America's small businesses. Let's get a preview now from Bob Brusca, a chief economist at and opinion economics based in New York. Bob, what, I think a lot of eyes are on inflation as these reports start to come out this week. Yes, they are. Uh, and we're looking for inflation to continue to uh, beat the drum a little bit too loudly. Uh, the Federal Reserve is you know, behind the curb here and hoping desperately that inflation is going to slow down. There has been some break in commodity prices and oil prices globally, but um, these don't get immediately into consumer prices. So we're going to have to continue to watch those trends. And of course, as long as we have global growth, we're likely to continue to see some strain on commodity and oil prices. And on Wednesday, that's when we're expecting the Labor Department to release its consumer price index for for June. And there's some forecasts that it could top the, what is it, over eight and a half percent rate for annual inflation that was recorded in May. Is that uh, something that you're anticipating as well? Uh, yeah, it's going to be a sizable increase, I think, and the Fed is still going to have to deal with that. I mean, the Fed is hoping, I think, to start seeing inflation decelerate, and it's going to need to see several, probably three months of deceleration before it can start to breathe a little bit easily, and even that might not do it. So seeing inflation continue to accelerate is going to continue to put pressure on the Fed. And the problem is that if it raises rates too rapidly, it almost certainly will cause a recession. But if it doesn't raise rates rapidly enough, well, then inflation is going to be a lingering problem and inflation expectations will get worse and inflation will become more entrenched. So the Fed is really you know, in a very difficult spot. There's, the Fed just gets to choose which of the bad decisions it wants to make. <laughs> the, the the worst the best of a, a worst case scenario and and again we're we're likely expecting another seventy five basis point hike you think that'll still be the, the the case regardless of the reports this week uh well I wouldn't say regardless of the reports this week but yeah I think it's likely um again the, the Fed has this this need to sort of catch up because they were in inflation denial and then they thought it was temporary and then they had this long taper and they didn't do anything. And so now they are way behind the curve. But, you know, when you're way behind the curve, sometimes, you know, if you try to run real fast and catch up, but by the time you catch up, you know, your strength is just depleted. And this analogy applies to the Fed. If they, you know, if they raise rates too rapidly and they catch up to where they should have been all along, they could put the economy you know, behind the eight ball by having raised rates too rapidly, even though they've gotten them to a position that makes more sense. Uh, 
the rapidity of the rate rise is a problem for the economy. Other important reports this week, uh, I'm, I'm thinking retail sales, which can sort of serve as an indicator for overall consumer spending. Uh, is that something that, that really can serve sort of as a, a gauge for where uh, consumers are? Yeah, it is. I mean, this is an important report. It's a good part of what becomes you know, what we call the PCE report. That's, uh, you know, PCE is roughly two-thirds of GDP. So, yeah, retail sales are very important. The consumer is important. We're going to see a pretty good gain out of retail sales. But remember, we're looking for a, a, an even stronger gain in the CPI. So you know, even if we get a, a pop in retail sales on the order of 0.7 or 0.8% on the month, uh, that could still mean a decline in, in volume terms. So be careful how you read that that retail sales report. Uh, a strong nominal gain will not necessarily mean a strong real gain. Thanks so much, Bob Brusca, chief economist at Fact and Opinion Economics based in New York. Coming up, Elon Musk's pursuit of Twitter, well, it appears to be over. Compounding your interest with an economy of words. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Twitter shares are taking a hit today now that Elon Musk says he's trying to end his $44 billion takeover of the company. Let's get the latest from Scott Kessler, global sector lead at technology, media and tele- telecommunications. It's in New York. Scott, all of the hype about Elon Musk buying Twitter has come to a screeching halt. Can you help us understand why? (laughs) Well, I think you probably would be best served asking him because I think a lot of these developments have, uh, you know, been surprising and confounding to many. Look, I think Elon Musk moving to buy Twitter um, was perhaps even more surprising than the news that came out late on Friday indicating that he no longer wanted to pursue his acquisition of the company. However, it's not as easy as that. It's not as easy as simply just filing documents with the Securities and Exchange Commission indicating that Elon Musk no longer wants to pursue Twitter. Uh, Essentially, there is a merger agreement in place, and soon after Musk's filing was made, Um, The chairman of Twitter, Brett Taylor, uh, actually indicated that uh, Twitter had retained legal counsel and and was planning on taking um, Elon Musk to court. And so we'll see kind of what happens next, uh, but I'd argue on some level that uh, what happened on Friday was among the least surprising developments um, in this situation that's uh, developed over the last few months. It is going to be a little interesting, though, if this does end up playing out in the courtroom, because Elon Musk has argued that that Twitter hasn't provided enough information on those uh, bot spam, those fake Twitter accounts. Twitter, on the other hand, says that its its uh, spam accounts make up maybe, what, 5% of its monetizable activity with its users. So uh, also, if Elon backs out, I think the, the minimum we're going to see here is a $1 billion breakup fee. Yeah, I think that's a a reasonable um, reading of the details at this point. I think what's really important to understand is when this agreement was struck, um, I think Musk actually specifically waived his right to due diligence and obtaining the kind of details that he seems to be requiring at this point, um, which seems interesting. In the press release, in fact, where this proposed acquisition was announced, I think Musk actually indicated uh, not just an awareness 
uh, of issues related to uh, bots and spam uh, as it pertains to Twitter, but actually um, his plans to address uh, those very problems that now he's suggesting uh, should enable him to be able to extricate himself um, from this transaction. You know, there's a concept called uh, specific performance in the context of legal agreements where basically a party can force uh, another one um, to essentially follow through on what was agreed to as part of the transaction. And that is the basis of how it seems Twitter is going to proceed, and they have some high-powered um, legal counsel that uh, is representing them to, uh, to take this case forward. Thanks so much. Scott Kessler, Global Sector Lead at Technology, Media, and Telecommunications, Third Bridge, based in New York. Up next, movie theaters are experiencing their first normal summer in several years. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Box office records are again being set at America's movie theaters this summer. Let's talk about the return of audiences with Paul Degarabedian, senior media analyst for the box office tracking company Comscore, based in Los Angeles. Paul, uh, people are heading back to the theater. There's numbers to prove it. Absolutely, Rachel. It's been quite an amazing rebound for an industry that just a couple of years ago was really in a, in a downturn, to say the least. And in fact, in our Comscore data, we're showing that the summer to date, meaning the first Friday in May through this past weekend, has generated about $2.2 billion. Contrast that with the entire year of 2020 that generated $2.5 billion. So we're almost, just for the summer this year, at what the entire year at the box office earned in 2020. I'd say that's really good news for movie theaters and for consumers and movie fans. Obviously, it's encouraging numbers, but what can we attribute to the surge in audience members? Is it is it the movies themselves, the content? Is it the fact that it's the summer? Why are we seeing this sort of resurgence? I think it's all of the above. I think it's a confluence of factors that has created this. So you've got a pent-up demand from people who love streaming but have been at home watching a lot of content, embracing that movie theater experience and rediscovering it. And that's really important. And a movie, let's say like Top Gun Maverick, for many people, I think who perhaps had not been ready to go back to the movie theater, that was the linchpin. That was the, the, the movie that I think encouraged them to go back. And then movie going creates more movie going. You get that momentum in the mix. And then, of course, you had Elvis. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Of course, last weekend, Minions, The Rise of Gru uh, with a 4th of July record. And now Thor, Love and Thunder this past weekend, earning over $300 million worldwide this past weekend alone. So we're on a roll right now. The momentum's there and there's more movies to come. 
And let's just admit that popcorn tastes better at the movie theater. It really does. Thanks it's so true. much. True. Paul DeGaravidian, a senior media analyst for the box office tracking company Comscore, based in L.A. Still ahead, we're tracking a trend of people who retired during the pandemic that are now returning to the workforce. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rachel Pearson, filling in for Rob Hart, and these are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Chicago area leaders are on hand at a White House event celebrating the recent past of a gun control bill. This is Bernie Tafoya. An alderman says an off-duty Chicago police officer was trying to break up an argument and had announced he was a police officer before being shot over the weekend. Some people are rethinking their decision into retirement, and at Stock Picker Monday, we'll get a couple of suggestions from an investing pro. WBBM Business, the markets remain in the red, the Dow down 12 points, the Nasdaq off 176, and the S&P 500 down 25 points. AccuWeather says cloudy skies today with a high of 88 degrees, rain and some strong thunderstorms expected throughout the day. Partly cloudy tonight, low 67, then mostly sunny tomorrow, but not quite as warm, a high of 84 degrees. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues, presented by the Village of Bedford Park. President Biden saluting a new bipartisan law crafted to combat gun violence during a gathering in Washington today. He says the country is awash in what he calls weapons of war. I'm determined to ban these weapons again and high-capacity magazines hold 30 rounds and they let mass shooters fire hundreds of bullets in a matter of minutes. I'm not going to stop until we do it. Highland Park Mayor Nancy Rotering and Governor J.B. Pritzker were among those attending the White House event. A member of the Chicago City Council says an off-duty police officer shot over the weekend was trying to act as a peacemaker when he suffered life-changing wounds. Alderman Matt O'Shea says the fight had begun at Sean's Rhino Bar and that off-duty officer Dan Golden had announced he was the police and was trying to separate the parties involved and was eventually shot by someone who had illegally turned a handgun into an automatic weapon. The alderman is confident the people responsible for leaving the 31-year-old officer paralyzed below the waist will be brought to justice. The business owners along Western Avenue who have come forward uh, providing video footage of of what went on uh, in the early morning hours, uh, the amount of neighbors in the community who have come forward, cooperating with the police, inviting them into their home to, to pull up ring camera video, um, which has played a huge role here. Alderman O'Shea says Dan Golden is a third-generation police officer who served in the military and is engaged to be married. Bernie Tafoya, 105.9 WBBM. Information to make cash and save cash. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Well, happening now, the stock's uh, trading mixed today. We're joined by Paul Nolte, a portfolio manager at Kingsview Asset Management here in Chicago. Paul, we spoke with you earlier this morning, as many are keeping a very close eye on some reports coming out this week, and I think the undertone of all of that is going to be inflation. It will be. And, and, you know, with the jobs report that came out on Friday, jobs not an issue. And it's really going to be job one for the Fed to try to bring down those inflation numbers, inflation expectations as well. And that's part of the reason why they've been going through their interest rate hiking cycle. And I think the jobs numbers on Friday, at least, give them enough cover to say, yep, we're going to go another 75 basis points or so. But we'll get inflation reports later this week and then probably confirm that we're still well above 6% uh, inflation rates year over year. And again, a reason for the Fed to raise rates. 
And I think uh, the anxiety that comes from another rate hike could be driving some of the uh, slides that we're seeing on Wall Street today. I think uh, what leading uh, today, leading losses, uh, specifically, I'm looking at casino stocks down 9%. Uh, part of that, I think, is is due to what's happening over in China. Uh, there's some shutdown of casinos in Macau. Uh, has that translated here into the U.S.? It, it has translated in the U.S. really more from a uh, perspective of, of driving global growth. So China is, is, as you mentioned, shutting down, slowing down, trying to, to eradicate the virus. China is a huge driver for global growth. They're a huge user of natural resources. And by them stepping back and trying to slow things down, uh, it has had an impact on energy prices, which have come down recently, uh, as well as today. But it's also having an impact on a lot of companies that export into China, and it's going to have an impact on companies that are trying to import things from China for their for their goods that they're creating as well. <clears throat> and that's where prices are, are coming up for those items that are in high demand. We obviously also saw shares drop in Twitter. That followed Elon Musk announcing that he's backing out of that $44 billion deal to purchase a social media company. Uh, what are we seeing as far as other uh, social media tech industries uh, as far as uh, their reports uh, the, today? Yeah, and we're not seeing too much yet. We're anticipating Facebook, I think, in another two weeks. A lot of the social media we've seen people move away from a lot of those platforms and it is having an impact not so much on um, you know, people using it. Yes, they've stepped away from it, but what a lot of those companies rely on is ad revenue. So if you and I are not using Facebook as much or Twitter as much, they're not able to demand as much out of advertisers who wish to be on that platform as well. So those revenue numbers have come down some for a lot of the social media. So a lot of people are trying to figure out how best to use social media. And in many cases, a lot of people are walking away from social media, given all the events of the last decade or so. I think a lot of people are getting kind of fed up with the the proliferation of, of social media. Uh, I can understand that. I think investors uh, in, in general are starting to sort of see a slowdown. And I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, the big question is, how, how deep is this slowdown going to be? Yeah, that it, that is the trillion, multi-trillion dollar question. And right now, the expectations, if you're looking at the uh, forward look for earnings on the S&P 500, it's expected to be pretty mild. So the expectation are that many of the companies will be able to pass through a lot of the rate inc- or the, a lot of the pricing uh, through to the consumer uh, so that they should not be impacted by their earnings too terribly much. Historically, though, those numbers tend to be a little bit optimistic. So we would expect earnings to come down some as we go through the reporting season. And that may have an impact, too, on the earnings numbers ultimately that we see for the year. So for now, at least, the expectation is sequentially this quarter versus last quarter relatively flat. But that may change as we get through the season. Thanks so much, Paul Nolte, Portfolio Manager at Kingsview Asset Management here in Chicago. Up next, re-entering the workforce following a pandemic-inspired retirement. Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. A federal report shows two and a half million more people retired than expected during the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, now some are deciding to go back to work. Let's talk about what they're facing with Michelle Reisdorf, Chicago jobs expert at Robert Half 
path here in Chicago. Michelle, I'm sure there are plenty of factors that are weighing into the decision for those who retired to return to the workforce. Let's highlight a few. Yeah, so definitely, you know, there is so much more available in a flexible approach. A lot of companies right now are open to contractors. They're open to offering remote work. And um, so it gives someone who retired the option to maybe sign on board for a few months at a time or to do something where they can work from home. So it gives a very flexible option to them. And that might be for the person who's looking for something to do just out of want. But are there retirees that are doing this out of necessity? Maybe, man, oh, I didn't plan enough or I didn't set aside as much as I thought I would need. And inflation is, is weighing into that as well. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that would be the other comment that I would make is with inflation and just recent, you know, stock market fluctuation. Some people are nervous again. And again, it's, you know, the, again, the demand is so high for skilled candidates that they can certainly find opportunities, even if they wanted to, you know, go back to work for a few years and maybe not make it a long term engagement. Well, and, and even regard, I mean, we know that the job market is hot, but I also know that that pre-pandemic and before all of this, uh, I know that retirees are some of the highest commodities in an employee because they have that, that life experience that's really valuable to companies. Correct. There's not enough highly skilled talent available in the marketplace today. And so what we're finding is, you know, not only are those skills and that experience appreciated, but in some cases, you know, what we call the boomerang employee, which is somebody who already knows your company very well or the industry very well that can come back and get started right away and help really affect, you know, productivity, engagement, retention, all of those good things. And I just want to reiterate the point that you made, too. If you are someone who's returning or looking to return into the workforce, you're not alone. And and there really are a lot of options out there. Absolutely. You know, I would reach out Start by connecting on LinkedIn and looking at the available options out there. The recruiting firm is also another great way to look at, you know, what opportunities are available both in your city as well as remote. Thanks so much, Michelle Reisdorf, Chicago jobs expert at Robert Half here in Chicago. You can join us at this time tomorrow for Travel Tuesday. And still to come, it's our Stock Picker Monday. We'll get a couple of ideas from an investing pro. The WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's Stock Picker Monday, and helping us out this afternoon is Ken Crawford. He's a portfolio manager at Argent Capital based in Clayton, Missouri. Ken, great to have you with us this afternoon. What's your first pick? Uh, First pick, Rachel, is Bell Ring Brands. Ticker is BRBR. All right, and tell us a little bit about this company. Well, Bell Ring was a spin-out from Post, and Post is based in St. Louis, where we are, so... We believe that we understand the company well. Driving Bellring stock is uh, nutritional, so people eating better, and driving that in particular is it's ready-to-drink shakes, which are about 80% of their sales. And what has us enthused about Bellring is their organic sales growth is high single to low double digits, which is as you and your uh, listeners know well, well above what we all are eating. So we like the, the growth over and above the food category. And that's Bell Ring Brands, the ticker BRBR, which makes sense. Uh, I think the pandemic has certainly created a focus on, on health and wellness. Ken, what's your second pick? Second pick is Booz Allen Hamilton Holdings. Booz Allen is a defense uh, contractor, consultant. So obviously, with the world becoming more difficult, the war in Ukraine, 
more focus on defense. We think that uh, Booz Allen is well positioned. They have uh, considerable expertise in artificial intelligence, machine learning, and cybersecurity. So we think that they will see more money coming from them, from the Department of Defense, again, as our world gets a little bit more uh, difficult going forward. And that they're based in Virginia, and, and I want to make sure I'm understanding this, that, that it's a consulting firm, which I would assume can, can help companies sort of navigate this next generation of technology, whether that be artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, anything of that nature, which I think we're, we're expecting in, in the coming years. That's correct. So what they need is to be able to hire people. So somewhat perversely, were the economy to slow and unemployment rise, that actually might help Booz Allen uh, uh, its ability to hire people to further its consulting ranks. And that's Booz Allen Hamilton Holding Corporation, the ticker BAH. Thanks so much. Ken Crawford, a portfolio manager at Argent Capital based in Clayton, Missouri. If you missed any part of today's Noon Business Hour, we'll have the replay podcast available shortly. That's at WBBMNewsRadio.com and on the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.